Shipyard Pumpkinhead. Hey guys, this is Corey. Uh, I got a Sunday paper Imperial Stout with coffee for the uh, second time in a row. Uh, this is Craig. I got a Pseudo Sue from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. Hey, this is Tom going with the Suedo Sue as well from Goliath Brewing Company. Uh, we're Top Shelf Fantasy. This is Podcast 39, Week 11, Hold 'em, Fold 'em. Uh, we're watching a little Monday Night Football right now. San Francisco up 10-0, about 15 minutes left in the in the second quarter. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, you can head on over to our website at topshelffantasy.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at topshelffntsy. Um, coming off of a nice two-power-hour trade deadline party, <laughs> I feel like a slug. Yeah, I, I still feel pretty horrible. It's, it's been two days. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> this is. We gotta go do this now. <laughs> Just don't bounce back like you uh, like you used to. Yeah, there. I there was one that one trade happens and it was me and Corey at four o'clock, <laughs> pretty, yeah. or, or five. Actually, before we started, we had it hyped that everybody's going to make a bunch of deals, and then uh, nothing, nothing happened. happened. Just, just me. I think we all kind of forgot about it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, a Disney Power Hour in, and then we grilled a bunch of food, and then we did another Power Hour. Then we went to the hour. store, got a thirty-six back, and <laughs> came back. Ooh, boy, um, yeah, More and beer. we drank all the beer. There was nothing really left. Yeah, so, um, but some news we'll jump into uh, real quick. Gronk uh, has until 11.30 to make a decision on whether or not he comes back to play. So um, those of you who think this means anything, we're here to tell you that it doesn't. Um, so don't go pick up uh, Rob Gronkowski. George Kittle, uh, probably one of the more uh, bigger news stories uh, as far as an injury goes heading into week 10. Um, he was doubtful all week, and now he's inactive. He's not even playing. So I, I don't know if anybody else knows it. I think it's worth probably talking about because I feel like this came out of the blue. Yeah, well, two weeks ago he was having the knee issue during the game, and he missed you know a play here or there, but he gutted it out, and it kind of seemed like he was fine and going to play. And then you kept seeing mispractice, 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 and now here we are with inactive. And you saw them activate, um, was it Grant Selleck? Or some one of the Selig brothers uh, off the yeah. off the pup list, yeah, so that's, right. that's not exactly a good sign. Um, but again, Kittle, tough guy. I think he's. I think he'll probably be back next week, especially with you know the doubtful tag all week um, instead of just a flat out on a on a Friday or Saturday and the game time decision. So uh, you know, still promising. So I know one of the uh, NFL storylines that's been thrown around all today is the New York Giants being embarrassed by the New York Jets and will Pat Shermer be fired and will this affect fantasy football in any way? Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I don't think really much changes because um, Daniel Jones has been, you know, decent with what he can, uh, what he, what he, you know, can throw to. And then Saquon Barkley is going to be Saquon Barkley in most, in most cases, you're still dealing with a talent issue over there. Um, so I don't really think much changes, but. No, I mean, the only thing with Pat Shermer is if Eli Manning was still the quarterback, then maybe you think about firing him, but he made the right call and went with Daniel Jones. Yeah. So, um, for sure. And a uh, wide receiver that's trying to get back onto the field uh, won't help the Giants at all. Des Bryant is looking for a team. Um, 
fantasy perspective means nothing. So um, move on. <laughs> Pointless news again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we have to go around the table on that. That was me. I'm yeah. like, I don't know why I put it in there. I saw the Gronk thing. I'm like, oh, it does. Yeah. Why not? No. Um, Drew Locke. So Drew Locke for the Broncos is interesting just because he was hand-selected by that coaching staff. Um, so it might be interesting to see if he gets on the field. Brandon Allen has been just really I would really hope that Brandon Allen sticks it out um knowing wow. Drew Drew Locke is he was compared to uh Jared Goff in in the fact that <laughs> at one point that was a good comparison yeah. so so the thing is with Drew Locke is he has tremendous arm talent but does not know how to play the game of football so he needs time uh to develop and with being injured and not really being there um, he really hasn't learned anything, so thrusting him out there is still the same as thrusting him out there week one as a rookie. So I would hope for fantasy that they consider or keeping, you know, going with Brandon Allen, who's obviously had one good game. Yeah, and at three and six, the season's not really promising. There's no sense in trotting him out there uh, just to lose games and, you know, risk an injury. So I don't see the point. Another yep. pointless news story. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Slowly, I, I, so I think these are just, you know, little quick takeaways but the injuries Devonte freeman got an mri on his foot so he's out two weeks yep. at least two yeah. two full weeks is what they said mild foot sprain but you're talking about a team that's what two and seven two and six i can't you know do the yeah, math and, right they, now, and but. he's in our waiver article too so um the backup brian, is brian hill yeah brian hill so i kind of put this together um he's out two weeks but like craig said they're two and six two and two whatever and seven, yeah. two and seven they try to trade Devonta Freeman at the trade deadline as well. So yep. it doesn't look like they really want him in the future. So if you see him, you know, not even come back this season or they really try to bring him back slow, don't be surprised. Yeah, and we talked about that earlier, like right after the trade deadline and nothing happened. We were like, whoa, the Falcons don't want Devonta Freeman. And he was playing terrible when he was healthy. So uh, Saquon Barkley uh, received an x-ray. Um, I think as of the time that we all got together and put Saquon on here, the status of that was unknown. But I think a lot of reports have been coming out recently that he's okay and it's not really anything you should worry about. They also go into their buy. So, I mean, yeah, so if you're a Saquon owner, this is the best time for this to happen. Um, Austin Hooper, though, he gets an MRI, which is unfortunate, in, in a land of no tight ends. Yeah, and the timetable, um, I don't think it's out yet, right? I think there's at least a couple weeks, but... I yeah, don't think there's any uh, nothing, nothing crazy for Hooper. No, I haven't right. heard anything. Yeah, yeah uh, MCL sprain is what they're calling it uh, as of the last couple hours, but I don't have any any timeline for you. But MCL sprain two to four. Yeah, pretty typical. So I mean, it's enough to keep you off the field. Oh yeah. Um, and Stafford, <laughs> Stafford's a tough son of a bitch, man. So he breaks. Um, so he broke his back and still. <laughs> Still played. He still, still, yeah. <laughs> still played, and then and then it was quiet all week long until right before game time, and the doctors are like, from what from my understanding, there was a or from what I heard, there was a major argument in in the locker room, and Matt Stafford was actually dressed and ready to play, and the doctors were holding him back. He's country strong. <laughs> so, I have no, I have no idea where he's from, but he's country strong. Brooklyn. So, so I don't know. I don't know what that means for next week, um, but you have to be skeptical about it. I mean, 
if, if the doctors if didn't let him play once, I mean, they're not going to let him play again. You think? If he's a, if he's not on the field, I mean, it hurts Galladay and Marvin Jones. I mean, they had decent games, but they're not going to have those blow up ones where. Yeah, Driscoll is not your guy. Um. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ty Johnson had a concussion. I don't really think this is news. I mean, I mean, it it's it stinks to see anybody getting a concussion. He's a bad running back. It's news if you're the J.D. McKissick owner. Yeah, it's news J.D. if you had Ty Johnson and got completely let down. Yeah, if you spent 51 bucks on him or something, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> yeah. um, Jordan Wilkins. Um, so somebody else can grab this. Yeah, so I'll quick. grab this because I put him. He's I, the I don't only know why player. this is. He's the only player in the waiver article I have for this. This is more of a Naeem Hines uh, situation uh, with Jordan Wilkins going down with an ankle. If he's out for an extended period of time, then you're looking at, uh, you know, with a lot of other injuries to the receiving core with uh, Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton out. Naeem Hines already saw an uptick in receiving production this past week. And if he gets the backup running back role, uh, he could end up becoming a flex play. I know I was high on the beginning of the year. We just, I just wanted to point out with all the injuries going on right now, he's a healthy player that actually has talent, um, and he could be someone that you could look at at waivers. I think our article, if you go check that out on topshelffantasy.com, we have, I think it was $2 of, uh, what it came down to, or $1. You check, um, check, a, check a buck, a couple bucks yeah. at a guy check like a this. Buck can, at him. Yeah, just God, check a couple dollars at the guy. We all got um, money. <laughs> So and then so we're gonna move over to uh, Will Fuller and so Will Fuller he returns to practice which is ideal but he's likely been dropped in a ton of leagues and while you don't have a ton of confidence always starting Fuller there's opportunities and situations and matchups where Will Fuller can thrive and we talk about him in our waiver article as well Will Fuller if he was dropped in your league you should you should try and go and pick him up we're gonna try and get away from having a whole waiver discussion and just it, it's a it's a it's a bad week for for waiver yeah, it's, pickups. it's pretty piss poor yeah. fuller's uh i don't want to go too long on it but he's a boomer bus guy that you always play because that boom is so lucrative <laughs> the boom is 46 yeah. points <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's tough um Ooh. yeah or he's getting yeah oh who's that uh, Emmanuel Sanders is going to the yeah, locker room, and and Craig is is cheering for an injury. This is terrible. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, we're 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 in the thick of it. We're we're in the thick of it. Family. So we we all we're obviously all you know players ourselves, and I have tonight. It players. was tied tied my matchup <laughs> in my dynasty league. I have Tyler Lockett going, and the other guy has uh, Emmanuel Sanders going, and it was tied. So. Um, I need more more Lockett and less of Sanders, and the way that this game script is going is has not been in my favor. Um, back to injuries, real quick. Um, man, Greg. yeah, Chris Herndon. <laughs> Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon looks like he is. Just, this is a lost season. The, the, the dude can't yep. get on the field. You know, like I chalk it up. I, he's, it, he's starting to be one of these players that is just constantly hurt and not on the field enough to even have a take on. Like he could be great, fantastic, but is he ever going right. to play? Right, and and that's the thing. I don't think you can hold Chris Herndon anymore. I don't think you can even hold Chris Herndon a couple of weeks ago. So, in my personal opinion, if he's on your roster, you need to cut him loose. I mean, yeah, it's, it's done. It's he lost. was a pickup as a projected potential player, and now he's not yeah, it's producing. Like, who would you rather have, him or Noah Fant? I mean, before this, yeah, setback, probably Fant because Still, yes, well, better, better. I mean, <laughs> we, on the field. we all had John O. Smith yeah, over him, and he's a backup. Yeah. Like, 
Um, and Brandon Cooks has already been ruled out for week 11. Which is yeah. a bad and we, sign. We've all been saying basically that like it's likely Brandon Cooks doesn't play for the rest of the season. Yeah, Especially it, the way the Rams are looking. When, when, you're, when you're held out or called out this week, or this early in the week, that's a bad sign. Well, the concussion happened, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. But when you're ruling so, out on a Monday for next Sunday? Not, that ain't good. It's not, it ain't good. Um, all right. So, real quick, we are not going to go into our waivers really all in depth because there's not much out here. We've already kind of talked about Brian Hill, Noah Fant, Will Fuller. They should all be pickups. So, one guy we, we didn't mention was Darius Slayton. This was Corey's sleeper of the week. So, Corey, I'll let you talk about yeah. Darius Slayton. Dude went off last week. Uh, sleeper of the week. Probably still on a lot of people's benches just from lack of faith, but he went huge. 14 targets, 10 catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that's just a huge day. Keep your eye on Sterling Shepard. If he comes back, Darius Slayton definitely takes a hit. But if Evan Ingram continues to miss time, I think I think the targets are still out there to be had. And uh, Daniel Jones looks comfortable with Darius Slayton. So for me, I'm going to throw – well, uh, top-shelf fantasy experts are suggesting nine. I'm a little bit higher. I'm, I'm, I'm up to like 14 on him just with how – I don't know how desperate you probably are for a receiver who's going to produce double-digit points off your waiver wire. Uh, I think he's that guy. But, again, that number drops if Sterling Shepard's cleared. So keep your eye on that. Yeah, and I don't think Which we, we expect him. Yeah, we don't expect him to be cleared. I don't either, no. but just in case. And would, I'd be a little bit higher on Slayton, too, if it wasn't for the fact that he's on his bye week this week. So That's fair. Um, that's about that. And, and I think a lot of people are not really going to be spending up too, too much because of that. So you kind of have to play the – Play the field and see see what you can do to get the player. All right, so let's let's jump over to hold them, fold them, um, because we're 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 past bipocalypse that everybody's calling it, and now you have to start cutting bait with some of those guys that were bipocalypse fill-ins. But are there other players on your team that you should be cutting? So we're just going to go through a list of some players that we're going to talk about. We're going to start right at the top. Good old Jared Goff. You hold them or fold them, man. He's been here a few times this season. Uh, here a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe more than. And then yeah. he's been on the waivers, pick him back up, and <laughs> yeah, he's, he's filled every role from us, maybe except sleeper. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fold him. I'm sick of this guy. I'm sick of putting him out there on my roster as a starting quarterback and him giving me five points. Uh, five point seven two this week, I believe, in and our half. Bench for Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the bigger thing was bench for Blake Bortles. It was like, Ugly. come on. That was so, bad. Um, yeah, fold. Yeah, I, I think there are better options out there. See our waiver article. Right. I think you can have – I think there are better uh, options out there. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm going to fold them. Like, honestly, because I, it's, it's very hard to trust him to start. Top 12 quarterback, no. Yeah. Right, so exactly. I'm folding no. he's, he's coming into the toughest part of his, his season right. right now. Yep. Chicago, Baltimore, and a you know Arizona Ooh. team that has now Patrick Peterson. So I didn't even know that. So now I'm gonna super fold him. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> he's a he's a super fold. Super fold. Uh, Phil <laughs> Rivers, fold. So on a twelve per fold. yeah, it's fold fold. Okay. Oh, it's, right. yeah, that's a quick one. <laughs> but Scotty's. he was the right start over Jared Goff. Yeah. But they're both folds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we we're, didn't have that we're in trouble on ESPN now, actually. Yeah. We gotta. We, gotta, we'll yeah, we have we'll both of those players. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Matt Stafford. Oh, I mean, if you can get an idea I mean, of how long he's yeah. going to miss with this injury, but if 
I mean, if he's going to miss four weeks, you fold him. But if he's going to play next week or even in two weeks, you hold him. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if they're going to string you along, yeah, you still have to hold him. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we won't find out probably in time for wait unless unless we we find out tomorrow. Yeah. Then you're going to hold the guy, assuming he plays next week. Yeah, if you get that, if you get a, even a questionable designation, I probably hold him. I would assume in one week's time, you will know how much longer he's going to be out. So you you hold him now. Don't drop him. A lot of people are probably scared because of a, a player with a broken back. But if I'm not mistaken, Tony Romo had a broken back at one point, and he played. <laughs> he played like 20, six years with it. Tony so. Romo has played like with every broken body part. Possible. So the, there's there are there are like possibilities that a player will play through it. Um. All right, and we'll move into running backs, wide receivers, real quick. Um. I want to just say this real quick because there's some guys on here that yeah, you're, you're not folding. Like you're not. I mean, you're not. You're not cutting them. But be, but beware. beware. Or if you haven't come to your trade deadline yet, try and get off of these guys. Hold, fold them or hold them on your roster. However, which whichever way you need to do it. Um, we're gonna start with David Johnson. You're not cutting David Johnson. David Johnson's on your team, and unfortunately, you're 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 probably gonna have to start David Johnson. Just what you invested in him. But I would be trying to move on from David Johnson. Yeah, he looked slow. Like he I looked remember, bad. He, he looked noticeably slow. There was a, a mm-hmm. one specific run in the first quarter I looked at. He was going off tackle on the left side, and I'm like, did he he really kind of didn't Drake, try. Drake looked <laughs> better than him. So yeah, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's, well, there's it's going to be interesting when Chase Edmonds comes. It back. It really is. So my question too, and I, I threw David Johnson on here. I mean, knowingly, we're all going to hold David Johnson. But if Chase Edmonds comes back. And you say you have David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, and Kenyon Drake. You picked the wrong backfield. Who do you? Who do you? <laughs> you're not going to carry three Arizona running backs. No, you're not. Who are you folding? Uh, of the three, I mean, obviously uh, the first one's going to be Drake, and then well, my first one uh, be Chase. I was going to say I think it has to be Chase only because we don't know what Chase is going to be coming back. We don't know what his role oh, is. Oh, okay, okay. It's I just thought so you meant hard. like if they're all healthy. Yeah, it, it's so, it's just so difficult though with how it is right now. David Johnson looks bad. Chase Edmonds looked good, and Kenyon Drake looked okay. Yeah. So, based on performance, David Johnson's your fold, but you can't fold them because of who he is. You, can't, you cannot fold him. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys don't own three Arizona running backs. I unfortunately yeah. own two. There's, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, David Johnson, you have to hold him, but. Yeah. Um, we, we'll 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 end up talking about this backfield, I'm sure, in the coming weeks. Um, Jalen Samuels with Connor returning. Do you hold him or do you fold him? So I I'm gonna hold him. Um, I would as well. I'm holding him just based off the targets he's yeah. getting. I know he didn't. He had what 14 targets last week. Didn't do anything, but 14 targets. That's a lot. If you have, <laughs> if I mean if you have Connor, he's an obvious hole because Connor's been kind of banged up yep. all year. That's my reasoning. So. That's the biggest hole, but if you do have the bench to keep Samuels on your team, I would because if Connor goes down again, that guy's can be the same as last year. Yeah, I think right. for sure you're you're dead on with the the re injury risk, but stats alone, I've not been impressed by Jalen Samuels. And when you watch that game, I was not impressed by Jalen Samuels. So he looked bad. Last so, game. but okay. So I mean, here's three, my here's my three thing. targets. I mean, seven targets and three catches for eleven yards is bad. Right. That's not... Yes, it's not good. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> With the 14 targets, has me enough to hold him. Because that tells me they're using him in a situation... They're 
trying to put the ball in the guy's hands. Yeah, if they're at least going to the if they're at least going to use use him to catch passes, which Connor doesn't do a ton of, he's not bad at it. He just doesn't do a ton of it. Then Samuel still has value, of course, right. and I and I agree with you. But if you're going to drop him for I don't know again, I don't know who you're going to drop him, but I would drop him or fold him for Brian Hill right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, Brian Hills and Brian because, Hills, and this Brian kind of right. likely available. leads into our next yeah. person, Devonta yeah. Freeman. We know it's two weeks now, so I think you're holding him. Like I said, he might not even play this season going forward, but you don't know that. You can't just fold Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, I mean he, it's the same thing with he David gets Johnson. the volume. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need clarity in the situation, but for now, I hold. Yeah. If so, it posing this scenario, if Brian Hill goes out. And rushes the ball fifteen times, which is you know fairly mediocre. He did twenty for a last week, right? He had twenty last week, so I'm not so I'm not saying it's going to be you know he's not getting all the work, and you know the stats are padded just by opportunity. But say he has fifteen and he goes over a hundred rushing yards and a touchdown. Say does that say enough for Atlanta to be like, well, we can just sit Freeman on the shelf for the rest of the year? I don't think they sit him just because why risk an injury to Brent Hill if you like him that much? I mean, your season's lost at this point. Why not? Why not split the work? Keep everybody healthy if you can. Yeah, that's thinking deep though. I mean, you don't know what they're thinking. Like, oh, yeah, they know. might want to give him some run to get him ready well, 15, for next year. Fifteen carries like, a game is good, but you're still gonna have ten to fifteen touches to account for out of that backfield, whether it's air or land. Right. I mean, I think I think this goes to an Edo Smith Devonte Freeman. I mean, it because, I mean, that's what it was last year, right? That's what it was early in the season. It was like a dead split between those two. Yeah. And if Brian Hill comes out and goes 15 for 100, I would lean towards Brian Hill. I would imagine that the coaching staff leans Brian so Hill. So it could be like but a Devontae Royce Freeman, Freeman Philip Lindsay kind of thing, Yeah, too. exactly. I mean, Freeman's not going that's away. That's dangerous. Yeah. But you're still... <laughs> so you're still holding Freeman. <laughs> Playing the guys, yeah. Which still puts you in a bad situation, I think. Um, Latavius Murray, I think we all can say you can fold him now after Alvin Kamara came out. And yes, took a my only thing, of, of course, keep Al- Kamara, Kamara handcuff yeah, him. Keeping, if not, yeah. don't waste his spot. Yeah, yeah, I was no, going to say the no same point. thing. Uh, Kamara so shown a lot of these can. guys, if you do have the starter, you're yeah, going to yeah. keep him because... Maybe we can just throw that blanket statement out there. If yeah. you have the starter, keep the handcuff, but if not... That's where we're coming from. Oh yeah, has, uh, has anyone mentioned the handcuff article? Does that has that been out? Um, I have not. So yeah, we have a an running back handcuff article on our website. Um, I'll probably update that tomorrow just to see if I need to move anyone up or down. But um, yeah, it pretty much just shows what team has the best handcuff. You know, us we have Alexander Madison as number one. We have probably Miles Gaskin or the Lions backfield at number 32. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you can't even start the starter. Know, there's a guy. Miami. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, check it out. and It's going to change. Madison got another touchdown stolen from him last night, too. Like, He's a good he runner. He so many runs. Good Ma- Madison's filthy. And, dude, honestly, all the running backs I wish. Are I wish there was some way to track, like, potential Yes, he did him, yeah. If there was a potential Mike Boone, dude. Mike Boone is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have Abdullah. Who scored last week? I yeah. don't, they have five legit running backs. Yeah. That was my dynasty you, league. That was my dynasty running back. Uh, CJ Ham has been a fantastic Ham? fullback. Boone? No, that, that that was my dynasty backfield that I bought oh, into. Yeah. Like, I tried to buy every. That's a good Viking offensive line to buy into. I, to, that I bought, I could. But. All right, you want to move on to a worse uh, offensive yeah, backfield? So, yeah, so, so th- this is our full the last week or two, but he's. Yeah. On here because he's—I mean—he's sixty percent owned and he was inactive. So, 
Um, they came out and they said, oh, well, it's to keep McCoy healthy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I the don't quote, think unquote, so. <laughs> um, precaution, like it was a plan rest day. I'm like, why tell us that? that and ha- next week's going to be a planned rest day. Yeah, yeah, well. a, a rest. This is not the NBA where you get 82 games. You take He's a rest day. He's our best player. We want him for the... No, like, <laughs> you play 16 games in uh, 17 weeks, yeah, You guys. play to win and, the and, game. And meanwhile, like, they rushed Pat Mahomes back onto the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think their medical staff cares. No. <laughs> like McCoy is not a part of that team's offense going forward. So the 60% of you that still has him, uh, feel free to go ahead and drop him. Uh, Corey is very upset. Jimmy G just fumbled and Clowney returned this for a touchdown. Now I'm going to lose by 60 instead of 58. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Frank Gore, I put on here because he's 43% owned. He ended up having a 50 50 split down the middle of carries with Devin Singletary, um, who Devin Singletary honestly could push for one of our bigger letdowns of the week. But I think 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 everybody's a fold on Frank Gore. Yeah. Or, or I'll, I will just go he's, around. Well, I'm he's not going to, he's not getting the receiving work. So the, the, even what I had mentioned was somewhere around week four or five, Frank Gore, even though he had 110 or it was 109 rushing yards, he still only got you 10.9 fantasy points. <laughs> exactly. So it's just that you don't get that much from just a runner. Yeah. Um, at this point, <clears throat> I'm probably folding him again. Blanket statement. He's essentially the handcuff to Singletary now, unless you have Singletary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not doing enough for you to warrant keeping him on your roster. Yeah, and um, Scott, do you want to uh fold? Yeah. Um, my only thing with the the handcuff thing there is I don't know that I even want Frank Gore if if like, Singletary. Yeah, so like you're saying you have Singletary, like uh, you'd rather like an Alexander Madison, even though you don't have Cook. Than Frank Gore, because, I mean, Madison's going to get you more. And this is why going to that handcuff article is nice, because Gore is probably going to be – his handcuff ranking is probably going to be towards the bottom, I would imagine. Right. The best thing about that handcuff article is you don't have to go look at 32 teams' depth charts on your own. Oh, yeah. no, You get it right right in one spot. I love it. We got the handcuff. We got the other slash third string back. So, you know, if Montgomery goes down, Tariq Cohen might keep that same role, and they might bring another – guy in so yeah, like, and those, James White that role won't change for him if Michelle yeah. goes down and you've got Burkhead the teams that have the, the 1A's 1B's yep. like it's, yeah fantastic well done yeah very helpful. Peyton Barber Peyton Barber and I'm Peyton Barber's only on here because he ended up scoring the touchdown and Rojo fumbled last week so I mean yeah. do you hold Peyton Barber off of that like I don't I'm folding Peyton Barber Ronald Jones is by far the better running back I just don't want any running back in that situation that's just me. Oh yeah, I but mean, if you if have, you if, if you if you sure. have to, uh, Ronald Jones is still the running back to own, and not Barber. So, yeah, um, I'm actually going to probably be in the minority. I'm going to hold Peyton Barber, just because if Ronald Jones comes out again and fumbles, Bruce Arians has shown that he will not play a fumbler. So, oh yeah, and I it was an egregious fumble. Today. Yeah, it was a bad one. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I'm going to fold him. Okay. Um. All right, we're going to move over to wide receivers. These are these are some pretty good ones. Um, Stephon Diggs, uh, again, this is a guy I don't think you can cut, but you're you're trying to get off of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I, I, yeah you have these weeks where you're like, okay, Adam Thielen's not playing, so Stephon Diggs should be nasty. At this um, point, you want Thielen to play because yeah. Diggs only has a good game when Thielen plays. Yeah, is, he, yeah. He, needs, so weird. he needs the coverage taken off him. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is coming on, so maybe that's going to help draw some coverage, but... I mean, if he comes I mean, back next week, you you straight hoping. up you straight up can't fold him. 
But you might want to. Like you get, he's creeping into that territory. He gives you four points again. Oh, what you want to do and the smart thing to do are not the same with Stephon Diggs right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you drop me, goes off for twenty eight. It's like, uh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I held on to him for five weeks, trading him, and he went off for forty. And I'm <laughs> sitting there like crying because I'm like, what did and I now just it's do? Like, all right, not yeah. bad. It's 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 never fun owning Deshaun. Jackson. And this goes all the way back to <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Jackson. This goes all the way back to your draft with Stephon Diggs, though. Where you drafted him, his production has not met his oh. ADP, but you're holding him saying that I think that he could potentially maybe get there. He probably isn't. And the the problem is that you likely drafted him as your wide receiver two. Maybe you even drafted him to be your wide receiver one yeah. and it's just not working out, but you don't have another guy on your roster unless you picked up somebody that happened to slip through the cracks of waivers or free agency, however you want to term it. It's just tough. Yeah. It's, it's brutal. And, it, we, and what stinks about it is not only can you not cut him, it's very hard to bench him. It is. <laughs> oh, it's oh, a benching. Oh, he's in my lineup Fuller. every it's week. What we, it's exactly the same situation as Lil Fuller. Me Again, Deshaun Jackson. Like it's you, you. You have a guy that you need to play him because if you have forty points sitting on your bench, you're 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 getting up from your chair. You're walking outside. You're finding the nearest tree. Noose. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's going with this one? I want to say I've literally played him every bad week. And sat him every good week this year. I need to go back and check that to make sure I'm right, but I think that's how it's gone for me. And again, I'm tying the rope. Yeah. And that's what you get with Stephon Diggs. AJ Green. If you've held him to this point, you're still holding. So him. that's that's yeah. what I was thinking too. Like I have no shares of AJ Green, but if I had him, I'm already hanging from the tree. <laughs> but that's true. But, I mean it, so imagine me as a Diggs and Green owner. Like I don't know what I was doing at the draft this year. I said last <laughs> <Whoops>. week. <laughs> I don't see him playing this season. Even at that point, I can't fold him unless I know <laughs> right. for sure he's right. not playing this season. It's so hard, and it sucks because of what Craig said. You had you held this guy for eleven weeks, it's like yeah, ten I, weeks. You can't be like all right now and then. All right, he's active. God damn it! At this point, I'm holding him as a keeper because you probably drafted him in the sixth or seventh round, and if he comes back as a depending on your league does keepers, yeah. you can have him in a decent spot. Yeah, I mean, if if you're if you're in a, playing in a keeper league, I mean, it's it's worth the keeper. I, I hope a majority of people took our advice, and if they're in first place, they are using a bench spot for AJ Green mm-hmm. and not you know Jalen Samuels or Latavius Murray or something. Yep. Um, Russell Gage. So I'm putting him on here because he was a pickup for us last week. Yep. I think I'm going to hold him. He had five targets this week with the Hooper injury with? too. I think. Hooper. Right, that's huge, actually. Yeah. So, is he really? I'm gonna hold him, huge? but I don't know that I'm off. To, I don't know that you can start Russell. You Gage. can't start him, no. But he goes out and gets Hooper's production from last week. So Hooper's right. down. Freeman with the receiving work is down. So you've lost Sanu. He had the five targets. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if he gets another seven eight target game. Then you're looking at a flex play. Uh, so. I mean, Matt Ryan's still Matt Ryan. He puts up fantasy numbers. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still going to. Um, Robbie Anderson. So this is... This is a very this is good a, one. So I didn't, I didn't really see what the game last week. I just know Crowder did good. And we said, buy all Jets, buy all Jets. You know, LaBelle has been okay. He's, he's getting you 11 to 12 points a week almost. Robbie Anderson's giving you like what four tops, three? Yeah, he's had like several bad weeks. And in a he row. has had the easiest matchups. 
I don't know. I think. You think he's getting the? Um, I think it's the Devonte Parker to treatment. What from? Adam? I think it's very hard to fold him. It's it extremely hard because to fold the him. matchups they still have are, are absolute cake matchups. Yeah. And he's a guy like a Will Fuller. He can give you the. He's he's a big play guy. Watch me and how difficult it is fold. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I'm done with him. If I if I've played him for the last four or five weeks. I'm sick of it. I'm done with him. I can pick somebody else up better than him. If I can, well, if I can drop him for Darius Slayton, 100. percent Yeah, and I mean, I, I think would I would drop him Slayton, for yeah. Will Fuller. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. if you want to have a big play guy, you know what? Like, rather Will Fuller. With the yeah. guys there now, like we said, Fuller's out there, Slayton's Slayton. out there. I'm Fulton, um Anderson for those guys. Yes, for sure. I really wouldn't want to be relying on Anderson as my wide receiver I mean, two you, or something like that. You're not starting him you can't. at all. You can't start him. So do you want to bench him? He goes off for 40, and then you start him, and then he goes off for two? I don't right. know. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. No. That's um, why I said get Crowder because he's more consistent. <laughs> uh, Sammy Watkins. Fold. Yeah, this is a fold. Fold. Oh, yeah. Sure. We've yeah. been talking about it all year that but number I mean, two but, but in Kansas City has not done well. People are saying, well, this is the second receiver for that offense, but... We see McColl Harbin getting those huge plays. Um, Kelsey is starting to, you know, come into his own. So he's technically the second option there. So it seemed he was bound to get hurt at some point. He's, he's had one good week. Banged up. The first so, week mean, he had 45 yeah. points. And so then after that, he's like 9, two. 8, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 69, <laughs> 1, 2. Nice. Nice. All right. That was during the bye week. <laughs> right, um, MVS. Uh, MVS. Fold. Fold. Yes, one hundred percent fault. So uh, he's he's pretty highly owned. It. I didn't yeah. put his percentage on here, but he. I was going to put him there too. I'm like, I think it's too obvious. But then I did see his ownership. I mean, Lazard, Allison, and Kumaro are all getting more yeah. targets in him. Yeah, yeah. should have traded you, you, me. You can tell uh, that no, this is dynasty. I mean, Lazard got like five <laughs> or six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can tell that Lazard is starting to just surpass all of them, and mm-hmm. and and. Uh, Rogers is definitely looking his way. A lot of two wide receivers. He's not putting his numbers, but he's on the he's on the field. He's on the, the second field. most. He's getting the second most targets. Um, I guess something to look at too. But yeah, fold. Yeah, one hundred percent fold. Um, Corey Brown. Uh, Corey Brown. <laughs> AJ Davis. AJ Davis. Uh, yeah. uh, fold. Fold. Corey Davis. AJ Brown. I'm oh, hold. Hold. So it doesn't oh. look like they ended up turning out to being what we had hoped with Tannehill. Um, so you got, you got to fold both. Um, I, so, yeah. so hold on. So I'm, I'm going to fold both of them. So okay. I think both. let's, let's give Corey the, the, the room. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. tell us why you're holding them. Yeah. I'm holding them because guys like Adam Humphreys, Khalif Raymond and Tajay Sharp are not going to carry this offense for, you know, week in week out. They got a lot of looks this week in a desperation game against, uh, Kansas City, that Tennessee, you know, they, I mean, they were slinging the ball over the field, but he's hitting open targets, whoever happens to be open. And they're guys who got kind of open by chance or, you know, by maybe even by design, who knows? I think that the Tennessee offense is going to go and look at that and say, okay, well, how can we get AJ Brown and Corey Davis in the positions to be open for Ryan Tannehill to hit next week? Can they do it? I'm not sure, but they've proven in the past that they're great players great physical specimens in and of themselves aj brown did have an egregious uh drop ball i did i texted you in the middle of the game i yeah. said aj brown is terrible or yeah. something like that but he i mean he went up to catch a ball and it hit off his forearms i was like why don't you use your hands bud you know that might work better but 
That being said, both of them are freaks, and I think that they're going to continue to get more involved in the offense or maybe get back into being more involved in the offense. I just don't think the guys that I said, Khalif Raymond, Tajay Sharp, Adam Humphreys, Cody Hollister, are, Anthony Fersker caught a touchdown. Yeah. Like how oh, often is the so, Yeah, how often is he going to be relevant, you know? Right, and so I think you make a good point, but they're on by, and would you drop them for Darius Slayton? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, and and that's I think that's really kind of where we're we're sitting here, right? Like if you if you are putting in a waiver claim, drop one of these guys for Darius Slayton. If you lose that claim, Corey's saying hang on to them. There's likely really not that much out there. Um, I'm just going to rebuttal you real quick. AJ Brown got no targets until like the fourth quarter. Yep. Corey Davis didn't see anything on the field two weeks ago when he was on the field, and he was just. In, uh, and he was out. just hurt, yeah. and he was just out. So two weeks ago, Corey Davis didn't see anything until the back end of the game. Davis has only had one game. Right. He, he's looked okay. And um, and I if, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking A.J. Brown and, and folding Corey Davis. I would say the Hopefully same thing. Hopefully you don't have if, both of them. Yeah. He's, think, yeah. he's the red zone guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Auden Tate. Tate. I'm going to – I want to fold him. I think I'm going to fold him. I think because With I that, would rather the, pick up Slayton or Fuller. There's a lot. Of, I mean, we can say, you know, if AJ d- doesn't cut back, he's still there. He, but no. I, there's too many guys out there that I'd much rather have. I think we might have and missed um, Finley. Isn't that's, Tyler, I mean, and that's the other thing, right? Isn't like, Tyler Boyd dealing with an injury as well? So he was, and I, look, I looked it up. It didn't seem oh, okay. too serious. So he's going to be fine. Like, even on Yahoo, they don't, don't even they don't even mention it. Yeah. So I figure it's not that serious. Even if okay. he does, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it impacts it. I mean, I mean, God forbid you have Auden Tate and Alex Erickson as your two top receivers, but well, uh, and a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, fold for me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna fold him. Yeah. Craig. Okay. So we're all folding him. Tight. This is this is probably this is probably just as good as Robbie Anderson, Austin Hooper. Yeah, I put this one in here because obviously the injury. If he's gonna miss like two three weeks. With the tight end position how it is and the, the likelihood that you don't have a backup because why would you be carrying two tight ends when you had Hooper? Do you drop him for another guy and just see who you can fill in? And likely yeah, likely you're going to yeah. grab a bum? I want right? No, exactly. I would rather have another uh, tight – I'd rather have Austin Hooper on my team Dude, than, than not – and have a second tight end because yeah. you have a known he's, commodity. He's a tight end one in the yeah. season. So, I'm, so go- I'm, I'm going I'm to – yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold them, but if he comes out and they say that he's gonna miss like four to six weeks and that's, it's questionable if he plays week fifteen, sixteen. I think you drop him, yeah. That's very that's gonna be very tough. But you're gonna have to Falcons hold him being, for a what, couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah. as the news comes out, we'll have this discussion a little bit more. Um oh, Gisecki, man. We were wrong. I thought he I he's dude, always he one pass athletic. and then fumbled the ball. Like if there was anybody He did make a pretty good play later on in the game too, but again, that was like, you know, one of Five plays he's had in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna I'm gonna quickly gonna fold, fold him. him. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like, fold. Yeah, <laughs> if there's anything positive coming out of there. Uh, he's, Jason he's Witten, sixty-three percent owned. Hold or fold. Fold. Like, I'm gonna fold. Fold. He's yeah. he's he's a tight end streamer. Guy, yeah. He's a streamer. So I mean, I think he does have a fairly decent matchup coming up next week. So just look to see what you guys have out there. But uh, Witten is a streamer. He is not a guaranteed roster spot on your team. Um. Yeah, and I agree with that. So uh, let's just jump over to confidence boost. Corey, so uh, I don't think we have to go really. I mean, 
we know what this segment is. This is just guys that we're confident in after yeah, ten. decent decent so, big game yep. showing some uh, trends towards uh, things for the better. So I've got Joe Mixon as my confidence boost. Back to back good games, fifteen point seven against the uh, the Rams, and then a bye week, and then Baltimore. He put up sixteen point one. Baltimore's a good run defense. He had thirty carries for one hundred fourteen yards, which is a lot of work to get 114. But he also had three targets, two catches for 37. The point being, they're getting him very, very heavily involved in that offense, and apparently that's not going to go away with the quarterback change. So he failed to find the end zone, which is a little unfortunate. He could have easily, you know, off, off that amount of work, he's he could be looking at 22 points. But, you know, you'd be happy where, where it is, considering what he did the first 10 weeks of the, or nine weeks of the season – um, I think he's probably going to continue to have a big role as his rookie quarterback needs to establish the run and also will look to find him and Gio Bernard for that, for that matter, out of the backfield. But uh, Joe Mixon, I think, is a guy, if you kept him this long, hopefully he's going to start to pay off. And if you didn't, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah, um, Scotty, you're going to go last. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. He's just next here. Um, all right, so my confidence yeah, boost is Golden Tate. Um, he's the only guy uh, that is on the field for Daniel Jones. Uh, he's the only consistent one for Daniel Jones. Um, and he's turned in multiple good weeks. So uh, Golden Tate is my confidence boost. He was the guy I was targeting um, as in the, in the trade as during the trade deadline as well. I mean, he was a guy I wanted to get as many shares of as possible. Um, Craig, you can go ahead. Yeah, so uh, mine was definitely going to be what Scotty's is. So Scotty's going to go into a pretty big uh, detail on uh, the player that we all pretty much have a big confidence boost in. But for mine specifically outside of that is Marquise Brown after showing up last week and not really doing too, too much against New England, which is one of the toughest defenses in the league. He came in against Cincinnati, caught all four of the passes thrown to him, uh, 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, he took one big play for 49 yards, and which was uh, you know another great thing to see because that's what Marquise Brown does. But even outside of that, all three of the other receptions went for uh, you know 10, 10 yards. So uh, another good thing to see. And he only really played half the snaps on offense. Uh, so, you know, as time goes on, um, he, he's going to increase his role again um, coming off that injury, and he's just going to continue to roll. All right, my um, confidence boost is, first off, the uh, the cat from last Monday Night Football. He was a starter last night, if you watched the uh, Cowboys game. Big Jumbotron. He was yeah, the he cursed their whole team. MVP cat. Yeah, well, they did it to himself. <laughs> Still on our website. If you want to donate, we will love it. But um, my actual player is Christian Kirk. Um, so he went out and had a day. I think this is Craig's start of the week. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, six receptions, 138 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, he should have had four, but we'll we'll stay with a three. Should have had ten. Should have had ten. <laughs> so last week he went to he had 2.6 points, and it was you know, kind of scary because that game, it went to Keyshawn Johnson, Isabella, literally everyone besides Fitz and Kirk. Yep. Um, this week kind of shows, you know, Kirk is the top receiver there. Um, going forward, I think you can start this guy with confidence. He's getting the targets. He's getting, he's getting the red zone look. So it was great to see him have this huge performance. 
All right, biggest letdowns. Um, I'll go. My, I'll do mine first. Mine's Saquon Barkley. Um, thirteen rushes for one yard against the Jets. Something I know he was still, not seen in a while. He was still kind of hurt. You, you haven't seen that since Reggie Bush in 2006 um, <laughs> when he had 13 for negative six. <laughs> but that's the last time that someone ran over for over, over 10 rushes for less than a yard. Anyways, I, I know he's banged up still, but it's, it's still the Jets. It's still the Jets. 13 for one. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, and this is why Shermer's also, his head is right. on the chopping block because the running game, which has been so good all year, hasn't been. Yeah, what, what happened? I mean, he had... I mean, Saquon's banged up. He like, had receptions for yards, so he kind of saved his day with five points, which, I mean, that's not good. But um, luckily, they're in their bye week, rest up, different game plan. I, I don't know. But that was the biggest letdown. You can't expect, and this is my thing, like with the whole Shermer rumors about him being fired. Like, you can't force your team to be able to run. Like, you have to be talented somewhere on the field to run the football, and they're not that talented. Like, he's playing with bad talent, and that's what happened when they ended up taking Saquon number one overall. It's like everything else that you sacrifice just to get Saquon. He's gonna fail a couple times, and it, and it sounds like he's banged up. But um, their offensive. So this is the that's thing: is an unfortunate. They one. have yeah, thirteen for one, especially where like a lot of people who drafted Saquon probably needed a win that this week to get into game. the playoffs because oh, yeah. yep. they were out without him for four weeks. Um, he so yeah, their offensive line. Just just taking into account going forward. It, it, their offensive line has a lot of money tied up into players that are not that good. Um, so, uh, who was the left tackle there? Um, I have no idea. That was on the page. Yeah. Nate Solder. He's a turnstile yet again. He's a bum. (laughs) Um, my biggest disappointment, um, is Jared Goff, um, and Josh Reynolds. And I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm mostly focusing here on Josh Reynolds, but Jared Goff was so bad that he got benched (laughs) for Blake Bortles. That running game isn't it, it does not know what it wants to be like McVeigh I don't know if it's McVeigh or if it's the players or if it's Jared Goff or what it is but the offense looks bad and the reason that I'm I'm um having Josh Reynolds as a disappointment is because he was a pickup of ours he has slotted in for Brandon Cooks time in and time out and he's succeeded in that role I really would have expected Josh Reynolds Jared Goff and really the rest of the Rams to have had a better game than the, than they had, um, so they, they were, that was a letdown for me. Cooper Cup in there too, zero points. Oh, zero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, a, absolutely. That's Cooper a, Cup yeah. was a was a letdown. Yeah, Reynolds um, was at least getting peppered I, I think, with targets. I think but. that was more tied to Jared Goff, and we'd been talking up right. Josh Reynolds because yeah. of Brandon yep. Cooks being out. So Agreed. obviously, Cooper Cup, Robert. Week, Wood, I mean, I, Robert Woods had a decent little game, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Craig, you want to grab yours? So yeah, mine is um, was my my running back start of the week was Devin Singletary. Uh, unfortunately, what this really led to ha- him having a bad week was um, opportunity. Uh, they had a fifty fifty split with him and you know the age old wonder Frank Gore still the thorn in the side of all fantasy owners. Like Devin Singletary, the week before had twenty rushing attempts, ninety five yards, and a touchdown. Great. It's the, you know, Singletary's coming in. He's going to be the guy now uh, that he's healthy. And, and, you know, we're all we're all waiting for him to, you know, do everything that we expect out of an RB1. 
then of course he did 50-50. Now I think he's going to have a, a bounce back week next week cuz they're playing Miami and you know who doesn't play well against them, but uh this was definitely a big letdown for anyone that had high hopes for Singletary this week. Miami has surprisingly Miami. <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic baby. You started him this week too, Scotty. 14 points. Yeah. I mean It's not a bad little no, streamer. Not bad. Uh Corey, jump on into yours. Yeah, my uh disappointment or my letdown of the week rather is Ezekiel Elliott uh, I think pretty easy to see why he had 20 carries for 47 yards um, I think we kind of or at least I kind of saw this coming it was my uh, my, bold prediction. my bold prediction of the week um, he would finish outside running back one which I'm trying to give you the exact number he finished as I think he's around yeah he's right around 22 for the week with 7.3 points um you know, just not what you expect out of Ezekiel Elliott, but he did have to play the tough Minnesota defense. Um, I think it, it was a predictable down week for Zeke. Uh, they really committed to it. If you watch the game last night, they dropped Harrison Smith down onto the line every single time. So they just did not want to let Ezekiel Elliott beat them. Uh, Black Cat. Curse them all. Yeah, it could have been that too. But Probably do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally, totally different game. <laughs> But if you're, you know, if you're looking for well, Zeke no, to give you 20 play. points, yeah. Yeah. just yeah. not gonna be, you know, just he just didn't show up for you. Yeah. So great call. You, pro- you probably lost your game because of Zeke this week, yeah. more, more than likely. Oh yeah, I would, I would think a majority of people who had Zeke, you likely, yeah, yeah you, same as Saquon. You want to pencil those guys in for 15, you know? Yeah, yeah, minimum, minimum. And just uh, to go over our uh, other bull predictions real quick, Craig hit. Joe Mixon was Joe RB2. Mixon. I mean, we'll see it with this, but I hit OJ Howard, top five tight end, depending mm-hmm. on what happens here. We don't see anything happening. Yeah. Tom was wrong. The black hat. Well, actually, the no, no, I didn't see it. No, no he didn't. He didn't no. show up. He's still missing. He so didn't show head up. Head on over but... to topshellfantasy.com <laughs> and help, help us, us find him. him. Money finds so, cats. So it's just, just, just a little tidbit on that. Apparently, there's a whole family of cats that live in that state. like 26 or something like that. They're like, Oh, that's Saquon Barkley's number. Well, we'll find any of them if you give us some money. <laughs> this is a conspiracy. No, they we need a, they we do need a... live in the stadium to kill all the mice. All right, yeah. So enough black cat talk. Um, but uh, uh, can you ever have enough black cat talk though? Honestly. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. Uh, we're gonna close this one out. Uh, again, go over to topshelfantasy.com for all of our articles. Uh, that running back handcuff article was one newly we put out. The waiver article is going to be over there for more in-depth information on what numbers we expect to uh, bid up on. Um, go ahead, find us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY, along with Instagram with the same handle. For Scott, Corey, Tom, I'm Craig. Stay fluid, stay loose. Can't you see? Stacy's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I'm waiting for so.